Hello, my name is Rebecca May Johnson. I am a writer and cook, and this is my Substack. This week's newsletter is about following the light and how my day is changed by the movement of the sun, with two recipes for breakfast and eating notes. Morning light. Light begins to move down the wall in the yard an inch at a time, a few months after winter solstice. When the thin, bright line first kisses the top of the bricks, my heart really leaps. The pursed line yawns, becoming a beam, an expanse, and then the whole wall is illuminated by June. I watch it obsessively, yearning for more. Light, light, light. Everything is about it. It was not until I lived in a house with an east-northeast facing walled yard with houses all around that I understood or really thought about the fact that the sun is at a different height in the sky at different times of year. In the winter, the sun does not touch the wall in the yard at all. It does not rise above the house directly to the east in the morning nor does it peep through the gap between buildings to the west in the afternoon. The plants in the yard receive no direct sunlight in the winter, and I lose interest in them. I might plant some bulbs, but looking outside will not bring me joy. After the shortest day, the sun begins to climb, and climbs slowly until the thin line appears again. Then I begin to think about light and how I will live in relation to light. The leaf tips that will first be touched by the sun after months in the shade. Where to position seedlings in the house so they can grow. Where to put pots to receive as much light as possible. I orient myself to the sun and organise the day around its movements. By summer solstice, the sun covers just over half of the yard in the morning for several hours, and in the afternoon, a broad light ray comes in from the west through the gap between houses. This week, I moved an old wooden kitchen table covered with yellow mock oilcloth to the side of the yard that the sun touches. I put as many pots as I could fit on top so that the sun would reach them earlier in the day and shine on them for longer. I hung twine netting from a nail quite high up on the external wall of the adjacent flats so that sweet peas growing in pots on the table will hopefully climb 12 feet above our heads and surround us with pink and purple flowers and fragrance in the mornings. I swept mud and dead leaves and debris dropped by birds and roof felting ripped from neighbouring houses during Storm Eunice into a pile to take to the tip. Dwarf lilac is in flower, radiating sweet powdery scent, and a first deep pink bud of the Gertrude Jekyll rose is opening. I have also returned to making breakfast to eat in the kitchen, which has a door into the yard. During the winter lockdowns in the pandemic, we got into the habit of eating breakfast in bed, carried up on a tray. We listened to the radio and drank coffee, 
chatting for longer and longer and holding off the day. I have begun to linger in the kitchen again this past week, walking in and out and in and out of the yard. I do not want to leave. I like to inspect every plant the sun touches and spend a long time doing so. I have not had time to cook in the evenings the past week, but have taken my chance in the mornings, making breakfast to eat in the sun. Recipes More chia, chickpeas, fried eggs I made this breakfast in memoriam one of the best cooks I have ever known, who died last week. She introduced me to so many new flavours and ways of looking at food from a young age. She showed me there are no hard rules about what to eat when. I channelled her when making this dish, including several ingredients she loved. The mortier is soft and collapsing into the chickpeas in this dish. Ingredients serves two. Two tablespoons of olive oil. One mochia sausage per person, cut into one inch pieces. Or black pudding. 300 grams of cooked chickpeas. One green chilli, de-seeded and finely sliced. One teaspoon of tomato paste. Half a teaspoon of sweet smoked paprika half a teaspoon of hot smoked paprika or chilli flakes, chilli powder or a little harissa paste. One tablespoon of roughly chopped parsley. Two fried eggs or one per person. Toast and butter. How to make. Cut the mochia into one inch pieces and fry them gently in two tablespoons of olive oil for two minutes, turning them gently so that each side touches the heat. Don't worry if it begins to fall apart a little. Then add the green chilli and fry for a minute. Then add the tomato paste and hot and sweet smoked paprika and stir in the oil. Then add the chickpeas drained and gently coat with the spices and sausage and stir. Cook gently, turning occasionally for five minutes until it is all hot and cooked through. Taste and season with salt and pepper and add a little more paprika to taste if you like. Then turn off the heat to rest for a few moments while you fry the eggs. Garnish with the parsley and put the fried eggs on top of the chickpeas and serve from the pan on the table. Eat with buttered toast and coffee. Tahini French toast with Greek yogurt and muscovado sugar. In fact, this was eaten in bed on a morning when we were both very tired after getting home late. The combination of nutty French toast with a cheesy thick yogurt and the depth of the sugar is delicious. You could use maple syrup if no muscovado sugar is available. Ingredients. Serves two. Three thick slices of crusty bread. Two tablespoons of tahini. One egg. 
75 mils of milk, two teaspoons of caster sugar, 40 grams of unsalted butter. To serve, two heaped tablespoons of Greek yogurt per person, a little butter to melt on top, mascovado sugar, around a tablespoon each, and cinnamon powder. How to make. Preheat the oven to 100 degrees Celsius to keep the plates warm and to put the French toast in whilst you prepare the garnish. Whisk the tahini, egg, milk and caster sugar together in a dish you can use to soak the bread. If the mixture is too thick to, to soak rather than coat the bread, add more milk. Place two slices of the bread in the dish with the mixture and turn over so both sides are well doused in the mixture. Melt a 40 gram piece of unsalted butter in a frying pan. When the froth is subsiding, put in two pieces of bread and fry until golden brown on that side, then turn and fry on the other side. When both sides are golden brown, Put in the oven to keep warm whilst you soak, then fry the third piece of bread. Of course, if you have a big enough pan and dish, you can do it all at the same time. Get out your warm plates. Cut the third piece of bread in half and give each person one and a half pieces of toast. Top with two heaped tablespoons of Greek yogurt, a good sprinkle of muscovado sugar, a dusting of cinnamon, and a little piece of butter to melt on the toast. Eat with coffee. Eating notes. Sam made a very delicious smoked haddock mornay, that is, in a cheese sauce, using more of the fish I ordered from Pinnies. Smoked fish with cheese sauce is one of my favourite things to eat. Its pale appearance belies a tangy, rich and deep flavour. He served it with carrots and savoy cabbage, bread and butter. A plate of chips cooked in beef dripping for the fish and chip shop for lunch with Coca-Cola. I am boringly obsessed with the Ordnance Survey Maps app, which I pay a subscription to use. I love to look at all the myriad footpaths and plot out routes with a variety of altitudes and thus views, oriented round a pub where I can take a break and have a drink or a meal. I design walk lengths to suit different energy levels and make sure there will be interesting things to look at. It means that I do not accidentally go on a walk that is far too long or too short and can spend more time looking at the landscape than the map itself. The app has opened up so much new countryside to me. You see, I am dull on this subject. This past week, I took my parents on a loop round Dedham in the early evening, past the painter John Constable's house. Afterwards, we had dinner at the Sun Inn pub, which was very good. I had some asparagus with chopped egg mixed with smoked salmon, then skirt steak, and chips. A rapidly prepared breakfast eaten in the sun in the kitchen 
of fried eggs with garlic yogurt and paprika butter with aniseed sprinkled on top. An edited version of Nigella's Turkish eggs dish. The most beautifully seasoned roasted potatoes, parboiled, then cooked in the oven with butter, olive oil and rosemary, made by my friend Cornelius for their partner's birthday. Brought round in a bowl to be eaten hot, with fingers and a drink in the other hand. What a revelation! The ideal party food. No ketchup required. Only blurry party photos exist. Thanks for listening.